8.48. And let's look at the top four news items of 2018. Yes. Just stop for a second. Think about it. North Korea's got to be pretty high up on the agenda, especially in this part of the world. Mm. But I think, Tojian, good morning to you first. Good morning, Alex. Even, for example, some of the major global news outlets, when they will do their stories of the year, and I've seen a couple of the roundups already, they they will feature Chairman Kim Jong-un, Donald Trump, Moon Jae-in. They, they made huge news. In fact, it's uh, the top of the list that I will be reporting. Um, the first item is indeed the inter-Korean summits. Um, they were held three oca- on three occasions this year. Uh, it started in April, though. And as everyone knows, it was a huge event on April 27th. Um, the South Korean side of uh, the joint security area was the location between uh, President Moon Jae-in of South Korea and Mr. Kim Jong-un of uh, North Korea. So it was the first in 11 years. And so that's why, out of all other uh, events, it made uh, the biggest headlines. Um, It was the first time since the end of the Korean War in 1953 that a North Korean leader entered the South's territory. And, of course, President Moon also briefly crossed into the North as well. Let's just reflect on the declaration that came out of that first summit. Yes, uh, the leaders agreed the Panmunjom Declaration, committing to seek complete denuclearization, quote-unquote, of the peninsula. South and North Korea confirmed the common goal of realizing, through complete denuclearization, a nuclear-free Korean peninsula. That's what it said. And, of course, uh, Mr. Donald Trump who met Kim Jong-un in another historic U.S.-North Korea summit in Singapore in June, tweeted following the, the April summit, saying, good things are happening, but only time will tell. And South Korea also praised Mr. Trump for bringing the two leaders together. Uh, both Kim and Moon expressed a desire for future meetups, and Moon held it as a very good discussion. So there were two more inter-Korean summits as well? Yes, Definitely. And, and, and hope for the future. That In fact, that hope is founded somewhat if we look at a letter that arrived. Mm-hmm. We don't know too many details about this letter, like who brought it. Exactly. Uh, it, not much was disclosed. Uh, the Blue House only disclosed the details that were relevant to the media and, and the public. And this was yesterday. That was yesterday. That's so right. Just tell us a bit more about what the letter said. Um, Kim actually expressed regret that he couldn't make a planned visit to Seoul by the end of December. This had been going on for some time. The discussions had been going on as pledged by the leaders during their last summit in September in Pyongyang, but of course also talked about future meetups uh, in the coming year. So I I think if we were to use this as an opportunity to predict 2019, we'd have to say there'll be at least another inter-Korean summit. Of course. If there isn't, then it's a a sign of concern. Mm -hmm. Switching the focus now, what else? What, What was your second item that you picked? Well, uh, this year was a big year for women. Uh, Hundreds of women came forward to report harassment in the workplace, and more women felt empowered to come forward and report on their experiences. In Korea, it started with uh, Seo Ji-hyun, a district attorney in Tongyang, South Gyeongsang province, when she posted her story on January 29th about senior prosecutor Ante Gun's sexual assault against her 
in October 2010. So th- she was really the face of the Me Too movement here yes, initially. Yes, in Korea. Um, and she quite started a, a big movement that led to many others. Uh, she argued that she, when she openly challenged his wrongdoings, she was penalized, not applauded in her personal evaluation in this uh, male-dominated organization. Um, her her uh, courageous move actually encouraged many other sexual abuse victims to come forward to reveal a lot of the ugly faces of many powerful men, uh, from award-winning filmmaker Kim g i d a k to acclaimed poet Ko Eun. Uh, former South Chungcheong Province Governor An Hee-jung, a political rising star with a lot of followers because of his righteous and virtuous uh, public image. probably caused the biggest shockwave in the society when, uh, well, the trial into his case is still underway. Also along the lines of power abuse, uh, the third one you chose for us concerns Korean society, not necessarily along gender lines. Mm, yes, um, but I'm talking about the k a p j i l the so-called k a p j i l In April, c h o y o n m i n the Korean Airlines company's uh, one of the heiresses, uh, South Korea's largest full-service carrier had, had taken the flak after shouting and throwing water at a mid-level employee of an advertisement agency during a business meeting. And then the case really shed light on the bullying by the rich and the powerful, the people who are the ul after uh, the direction of a uh, cop. And originally, this comes from the legal terms in a contract when cop means a person with more power and ul means one with less power. And then k a p j i l is a term used to describe the myriad ways that a higher-ranked person abuses the people who are of a lower standing. And since the scandal, a string of similar cases in which those in superior positions bullied and verbally abused those in lower ranks have occurred, many from the same family of the Korean airlines, or Hanjin, Uh, the country's retailers affiliated with family-controlled conglomerates, or the t e b o l have carried out unfair and unilateral practices to uh, the detriment of the smaller merchants and subcontractors. And then we kind of come full circle with your fourth choice because it, it is a story in its own right. That's right. Um, But it... helped feed the first one you mentioned. Probably, yes. Uh, Another headline maker was the Peace Olympics. So South Korea staged its first Winter Olympics this year um, in the East Coast resort town of Pyeongchang, serving as the host from February uh, 9th to 25th. So the adjacent towns of Gangneung and Jeongseon also had uh, some ice and alpine skiing events as well. Almost 3,000 athletes from 92 nations competed for a record 102 gold medals. And North Korea also participated in the competition for its first Winter Olympics appearance in eight years. And this was really where the peace happened because it was in a conciliatory mood. Uh, President Moon Jae-in also uh, announced that he will make it into a peace Olympics. And the two Koreas marched together 
behind the Korea unification flag, bearing the image of a blue-colored Korean peninsula against a white background at the opening ceremony. Quite a touching scene there, too. It was their first joint march at an international multi-sport competition in 11 years. So that in itself made history. And then they also made history by assembling a joint team in women's hockey, the first unified Korean squad at any Olympics, winter or summer. Um, I mean, through th- though the team of the 23 South Koreans and 12 North Koreans did lose all five of its games. I don't think we really thought too much about losing, but having the team come together. Well, the next few months will be critical. And Mm -hmm. not only is there domestic pressure on President Trump, but there's also some domestic pressure building on President Moon. Yes. And uh, traditionally speaking, we've started to see that rift between the ruling party and the president. We'll see if he can hold it together because that will all be important to inter-Korean policy going forward. Cho ji thank you very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Alex. Everyone, have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow, 7.05.